Welcome back, y'all, to episode 114 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. The intention of this show is to master the short-form podcast, bringing information to you 15 to 20 minutes, as well as informing nothing is off the table, okay? And today is no different. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Okay, um, getting into it. So, a topic I've been really wanting to cover over the last few days is the current situation within China. I talked about it on a little bit on a little on a little bit of a show prior, but I really want to get into a little bit more of the details and kind of understand the COVID, understand the zero COVID policy that China is currently implementing as well as the demonstrations going on in China. What you just heard there is a protest of a group of people screaming out, power to the people, as well as saying no more PCR tests. so I'm going to get into kind of the, the, I don't, the, all the information I have on it, look into it and kind of provide my personal analysis of, of what's going on with China, the zero Chinese ball, the zero COVID policy, as well as the demonstrations. So initially going into a timeline, um, what happened this, so recently there was a fire in Xinjiang, um, Xinjiang is, you know, it's a little bit more on the outskirts of China. Xinjiang in English means um, the new western, the new frontier. Um, and what had happened is there was potentially nine people in, a, in an apartment complex within Urumqi, which is the capital of Xinjiang. And it caught on fire and the people were actually killed. And they were killed because they couldn't get out of the building because of the zero COVID policy that is currently taking place in China and was re-implemented this August. There's been off and on lockdowns within China and China has kept this zero COVID policy where, you know, the main intention is zero COVID at all costs. Um, But these lockdowns are exacerbated, if you will, as a result of lockdown to no lockdown to lockdown. And it kind of was a flashpoint having nine people killed um, within a room chi as a result of this of the zero COVID policy. Now, what makes the zero COVID policy a little bit unique is the fact that if you look at the numbers of countries that have been infected of COVID, and you look at for every hundred thousand um, people have been affected by it, and what it's done. You know, China has kind of held the line on the zero COVID policy, where if you look at their numbers, their I just had their numbers. Their numbers indicate um, a couple things. So the first thing is, you know, MSN did this great job of kind of showing the different types of data. So if you look at for every death for 100,000 people in each country as a result of COVID, 
Um, if you look at the United States, for every 100,000, 328 have died. For the United Kingdom, 313. Italy, 300. France, 245. Germany, 189. Canada, 125. And Japan, 39. And according to this data set, it's indicating that only one person has died out of every 100,000 people within China as a result of COVID. One person. If you look at the numbers, it's kind of interesting because, you know, hopefully, I don't know how correct this data is. I'm assuming it is, but, you know, that's pretty insane because, you know, if you look at Japan, China, Germany, France, Italy, United States, um, if you put all those countries together, it still barely even equals half of the population of China coming in at 1 billion. So if the zero policy is working, you know, that would be an indicator for it and why China has been so fierce on keeping it because of the the nature of China. You know, you have a billion people get sick with COVID. What happens? Um, so if you look at the current situation, so I actually pulled this data set from the WHO. Um, it was recently updated on the 29th of uh, November 22. It's saying that confirmed cases currently within China is around 9,643,000. Looking at the deaths for that is 30,000. And if we're look so 30,000 deaths out of 9 million, you know, which I mean, I would have to put my math cap on and do that death. Yeah, so the percentage is roughly 33%, but I got to be off on that. I got to But anyways, um Looking into the numbers, even 9 million people getting in out of 1 billion, I mean, that is not a lot of people. And when you look at the zero policy crackdown, it makes sense why. I mean, you know, if we look at kind of what happened within the United States as it related to COVID, how I got COVID, I got it from a family member, and we were meeting because, um, you know, I mean, everyone's going to eventually get COVID. But within China, not a lot of people have gotten COVID because of these zero policies that are taking place where, you know, you have this strategy where China is like zero COVID. That's the ultimate goal, whatever it takes. And it's just really kind of crazy because, you know, there's multiple numbers. um, But what's crazy is the fatalities are low, but you know, I don't know what the other residual effects are of having this zero COVID policy. It's a pretty strict policy. And I, I know people who are in China and they go back into the COVID zero COVID policy, you know, and all they're doing is just drinking and getting drunk every day. And you're kind of like, well, that's kind of counterintuitive. But in my ultimate opinion, what happened is, you know, they had an explosion of these. Um, they had an explosion of demonstrations. People are starting to go a little bit crazy, I bet. And there's multiple things going on within the demonstration. If you look at the data set, um, you know, Shanghai has been seeing the most. There's about 13 demonstrations happening within Shanghai, Beijing, and the Hebei region has had six. Henan has had six. Guangdong in the south has eight. I can't even pronounce. I mean, my Chinese is losing me. Jiangxi is two. Then you have Sichuan at three. Gansu one and Xinjiang two. So 
looking at kind of this site, you know, it's kind of interesting how all these things are breaking and a lot of people are comparing it to Tiananmen Square, which Tiananmen Square was a very focal point where where eventually the United, you know, there was upheavals. And kind of looking at it, it just reminds us of Tiananmen Square in 1989, where you have people rebelling within China. Um, obviously, the reason was a little bit different. But one of the commonalities that's been interesting about this whole demonstrations within China is the white paper. So you're seeing multiple people kind of walk around carrying this white paper to indicate um, emptiness, you know, being empty within the house, you know, in sharing condolences, I think simultaneously for the people who are sick within COVID. So, you know, these white papers are popping up everywhere within China. And the reason why I think people have reached a breaking point is, you know, I think people are saying it's not worth it. One thing that I think maybe people don't know is Chinese people are very social, very social people. They have a lot of their family that live with them. They interact with a lot of their community. You know, there there's a lot of people within a small area. I lived in Lanzhou, China with 6 million people. I lived there for two years. I talked to everybody. Everybody talked. Everybody knew who you were. You went out to people's houses. Whenever you ate, there was like a whole a whole crew. You know, it's it's being social is a really important part of Chinese culture. And if you're not being social, I think it's probably really weighing on the psyche of Chinese people. You know, and I think, you know, the nine people dying in Xinjiang is kind of like, hey, that's it. You know, what is the point of having these COVID policies, having a zero COVID policy if none of us can even live our normal life and we can't even be safe in our homes? Um, you know, and obviously, you know, this is coinciding with a spike in COVID within China. So this is kind of, you know, as a result of China focusing on this whole zero COVID policy, simultaneously at the same time, China is reaching the highest numbers of COVID um, being spread as well as COVID death. And they were able to fend it off for a while. But, you know, if, if, if the world has taught us anything is that zero policy is impossible, you know, people are going to get COVID and you can't stop them from having it. And unfortunately, you know, within China, you know, it's so densely populated, it's really hard to see if there was a large COVID surge or a large COVID outbreak, you know, would it completely, I'm going to say it again, exacerbate the hospitals? You know, it's like looking at the strategic data, looking at the information, people people per hospital ratio is probably not the same as it is in most Western countries. So for us, even when we were experiencing COVID, you know, they were saying that there was bed shortages, whatever. Um, but now looking at it within China, I can't even imagine what the shortages would be, you know, kind of what's going on as a result of these lockdowns. But Chinese people protesting across the country is pretty... Um, it's a pretty serious indicator of the mindset if Chinese people are willing to protest. You know, there's a lot of things that go on in the country and for them to start uniting and working together is really showing us a different part of China. And it's a younger generation. And what's even any even crazier is how, you know, corporate entities have been getting involved with it. A big one is the fact that Apple would stop protesters from airdropping so they would they would put in a 10 minute pause for airdrops so people couldn't be 
dropping you know information on one another if you had an Apple phone if you were if you were considered in one of these clusters of protesters which is really insane that Apple would have that ability number one and number two there's no accountability to hold them you know it's like you know you're just going to stop people from airdropping you know you're going to top stop people from using your product because of what you know the 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 uh, Chinese interests you know that's really kind of where we're getting in this weird point now is the fact that corporate entities have so much power over Chinese individuals because of their ties to, you know, iPhone, the majority of the iPhone um, manufacturing sites are in China. So, you know, like you're getting a lot of these weird situations where you're like, wow, like we never expected that to happen. You know, we never expected this type of influence where, you know, we don't even know what's going on internally, you know, or what the WeChat is what people use or Weixing also or QQ, you know, how these people are mobilizing because I'm sure they've been shut down. You know, it'd be interesting to see that, you know, and then maybe the form of this white paper too communicates to people what the demonstration is and they don't have to do it. You know, I think, I think, you know, within, within a lot of stuff too, within the Chinese government and the Chinese people, in order to evade the censorship, there's a lot of communication with emojis. So other languages, other words, other codes being created because there is a lockdown. You know, when I was even within China, I couldn't even Google Martin Luther King unless I had a VPN on. And I could not talk about Tiananmen Square whenever I was teaching class. You know, I couldn't talk about the issues going on currently with China and Japan. So the Chinese government puts out a lot of censorship on what you can and cannot talk about. And these COVID demonstrations are really, really interesting to see, you know, and it's going to be interesting seeing the coming days what happens. Because if the Chinese people get what they want and they're able to back in, you know, the Xi Jinping policies, you know, because the big thing is, you know, what is President Xi going to do? Is there going to be crackdown like Tiananmen Square? Are people going to be murdered in the street? You know, and it is that information obviously is going to be controlled. But, you know, we're going to be able to see it through social media now because we don't live in the same age we did in the 1989. You know, we, there is the ability to upload quickly. So a lot of questions, a lot of interesting things coming up and the Apple thing still really it blows my mind that Apple would try to stop people from airdropping or they have that kind of power or they have that kind of intention. So that in itself is something where, you know, you have to sit back and kind of question and wonder, okay, what's going on here? Well, that's all I have for today. I've been wanting to cover this topic. I appreciate you guys listening and we will talk with you tomorrow.